Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whether you love it or you hate it, social media is something we all have to deal with. It influences our relationships, our communities, our national and international conversations, and even our faith. What's the best way to use it? What questions should we be asking ourselves as we engage with it? On today's podcast, we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of social media as we look at three ways social media can steal your joy and four ways it can add to it. Plus, on this final episode of Season 2, we have a hack that's going to up your game on buying presents and a highlight of a leadership conference that could change your life. Stay right here. Season 2, episode 20. Lisa, the last episode in season 2. I'm excited. It's here. This is fantastic. It's here. It is here. And it's been one heck of a ride getting to episode 20. (laughs) I think we mentioned a while back, a couple episodes ago when we were recording, when one of us was upstairs and one of us was in the basement. You were in the basement, let's be honest. Yeah. We've what? gone through five microphones trying to figure out how to make this work. We've used Amazon Prime Now twice <laughs> <laughs> to try to get microphones quickly to record episodes. Because the first two that we got didn't work. And then we got another set of two and only one of them worked. Because we're trying to record straight from to our Mac. Like, we don't want to get a mixer. I don't want to deal no. with all that. But can we talk about Amazon Prime Now for just a second? Sure. Two-hour delivery crazy yeah changing the world that amazon they should be paying us for this yes it's sponsored nothing is sponsored on this podcast we don't even have a, a patreon we do no. well we don't have a patreon we have a support team in focus that's our patreon that's true it does allow so us to do this podcast it does. And we're grateful for our benefactors so if you are one of our mission partners we love you yeah you're great you're Thank the best you. couldn't do this without you well lisa we're having the end of the season here what does that what does that mean that we end the season what it What's going on with this? It means, for those of you who are not familiar with our formats, that we are taking a break. Six weeks off. And what we do during this time, we've had one one season break so far. (laughs) What we do during this time is we just kind of revamp. And we think, all right, how can we make the podcast better? Mm -hmm. How does it need to look different? What can we do? So that's what we're going to do during the six week is revamp, revision, get some new... um, kind of map out the next 20 episodes that come up and in between we are going to be doing something new called blog cast that's what we're calling it we're going to yeah, do some we don't even know if it's a thing but we're doing it that's what we're calling it yeah yep so you'll still get something from us it'll just be like a five to ten minutes audio reading of one of our favorite blogs because we both blogged consistently for like six seven years mm-hmm not anymore, because now we do the podcast. Well, you might not blog, but I still blog. You still blog, yeah. And at the beginning of each podcast, I'll say, podcast. Please. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Don't. I made that up. <laughs> I like yes. how you said please, which made it sound like you want it to happen, and then you dramatically said don't. I'm so dramatic. Drama is your middle name. Drama's my middle name. Well, we do have a real episode for you today for the end of our season 20 here, and it is a listener suggestion. Yeah, no fake episodes in this house. Nope. Listener real episodes only. <laughs> how to social media. How how are we going to do this social media? Yeah. How? 
we're going to teach you how to use Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. That might not fit our demographic. (laughs) That is not what we're going to do. We're going to, well, why don't get, why don't you give us um, a little bit? Okay. So social media, people have lots of different opinions about it. I think it's really good to, to have an episode on it because whether, no matter what your opinion is, it affects our world. You could not even be on social media at all. It's going to affect you. So something we all need to explore. We all need to think about how do we use it? How do we use it well? How do we not use it? But let's just start off with some vision. And the first thing, like many things in our world, like many tools in our world, is social media isn't inherently bad. It's not necessarily good or bad, but a lot of it depends on how it's used. And Pope Francis gives us a great quote on social media and communication. He says, communication wherever and however it takes place has opened up broader horizons for many people. This is a great gift of God, which involves great responsibility. So there's just this idea that when we've been given this great gift, we can use it either for really good things or really bad things. But the fact of the matter is, it's something that we can use. And so we want to look at today just kind of those things. How do we utilize social media for good and how do we avoid the bad? That way we can really, yeah, use this gift with great responsibility. Yes. So what we're going to do here is in the first half of the show, before our hack and highlights, we're going to talk about three ways that social media can steal your joy because that's just a reality. It can be used poorly. It can it can negatively impact us. And then we're going to look at four ways that social media can add to our joy. So looking at both. So our first way that social media can steal your joy, which I don't think is going to come as a surprise to anybody, is addiction. That's right. Social media can be addicting, and they've created it that way so that we are addicted to it. And so whenever we're addicted to something, why is this so bad? It's because it actually controls us, right? It actually tells us what to do, and it takes away from our free will. And that free will could be used to talk to other people. It could be to do other activities. It could be just to clear our mind and think about higher things or to read a book that would be better for us, right? So this is why the addiction is bad. And um, I think... A lot of times we don't like to claim that we have addictions, uh, but I think if we're honest, we're all addicted to something, and it's a matter of, uh, and trying to determine that's interesting. There's an amazing C.S. Lewis quote. I really like this quote. He says this. He says, no man knows how bad he is till he has tried very hard to be good. Only those who risk temptation know how strong it is. After all, you find out the strength of the German army by fighting against it, not by giving in. You find out the strength of a wind by trying to take a walk against it, not by lying down. A man who gives into temptation after five minutes simply does not know what it would have been like an hour later. And I think this is so true with social media. If we want to know, am I addicted to something? Lewis's answer is, well, just try to not do it. If it's difficult and you can't go five minutes or an hour or a day, chances are you have an addiction. And I think everybody likes to say, like, oh, I'm not addicted to it. No, no. But yeah, try it. Like challenge yourself to not touch your phone for a day. Mm-hmm. Like most of us will will at least notice that we thought about it. It's not like it's just like a toy that we put on the shelf and out of sight, out of mind. Like our tendency will be at moments of quiet or at moments of transition to, oh, I'm just going to grab my phone real quick. I'm just going to just check like what's going on on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, Instagram, whatever you like most. Mm-hmm. They say um, they're... The average Snapchat user, which neither of us are on Snapchat, no. the average Snapchat user user opens the app 18 times per day. That's a lot. 
that's like every 45 minutes when you're awake. Yeah. So I think people don't quite recognize how addicted they are until they step away. So that's, I mean, this is kind of like a, a pre how to challenge, um, <laughs> yeah. an early one, but try it, just try it. See for yourself. Like, are you actually addicted? Is this something that like you've lost your ability to say no to, or you've lost your ability to not kind of be controlled by in your mind when, when you have those moments that you're not, when your when your brain is empty, is that what you go to? It's a very interesting experiment to try. Yeah. So, yes. So the first way to conceal our joy is addiction, and we shouldn't be addicted to anything. Like mm-hmm. that's never going to lead to our happiness. Being addicted if something else is controlling us, unless it's Jesus. That's right. Was that cheesy? It was, but it reminds me of St. Yeah. Paul's quote: "For freedom, we have been set free." Right. Like the Lord has given us this freedom through the cross to live lives for him. And we can't let anything steal that freedom from us. Yeah. Cause true freedom is, is not just doing whatever you want when you want. It's the ability to do the right thing in the right way at the right time. Dropping truth knowledge tonight. Yeah, I think that's like the definition of virtue or but something. Yeah. That's good. Which leads to freedom. All right. So Which leads to happiness. Mm-hmm. It's good. It is good. It's good. I like happiness. So First way, social media can steal your joy, addiction. Second way, dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. I think another obvious one, if you really think about it. I mean, there's so many times where I know I've gotten on my phone and I'm like looking at, I don't know, Instagram or something. And sometimes I'll stop and ask myself, like, what are you looking for? Uh-huh. Like, like really, like, what are you, what are you looking for? And ultimately I think I'm looking for connection in some way. I'm looking for like something to satisfy me, something to make me happy. And I'm like, it's not here. <laughs> Yeah, it's not here on my phone. In fact, if anything, it can leave me dissatisfied because sometimes I'll look at it and think, oh, well, that person's having fun and I'm not. Or that person's on this amazing trip that I'll never get to go on. Or that person's getting this experience that I've always wanted that isn't a part of my future. And it just mm-hmm. it, it just can leave me dissatisfied. And I think it comes back to, I believe we've used this quote before. It's such a great one. Theodore Roosevelt, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. Like social media just leads to comparison, leads to comparison. As much as we want to be happy for our friends when we see that great picture, sometimes it's an act of the will to, to, not, oh, sure, yeah. to not go, oh, well, I wish I had that or I was doing that. Or, or they don't deserve that. Or why does that happen to them and not me? And, you know, I mean, just that comparison mm-hmm. game just goes and goes and goes and goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we don't want to live in that. We don't want to live in that state. And if I, I think it's important if we find ourselves there to really take take control of how much we're on social media and how much we're paying attention, how much we're allowing this to speak into our lives and define who we are. Um, because we have to remember, you know, people don't put up like, here's me on a Saturday morning and I haven't showered and I'm being lazy and I, you know, crap for breakfast. <laughs> like, yeah. Look how cool I am. Nobody posts that, you know? It's just the highlight reels. It's just the good stuff that gets put up there. So we can't compare to that. I love that question you asked earlier, which was, why am I doing this? I think that's a question to often ask ourselves. Like, why are we engaging with this thing? And I think a lot of times, just like you said, we're trying to have an escape from our current reality. And that's what social media ultimately offers many times. It offers different realities and almost different worlds that we go into to escape our present moment. And that's not always bad. We want to be sure what realities we're going into. And I listened to a, 
that was a two or three part NPR episode on this, just on what social media does and how we're trying to escape our current reality to go to other realities, right? And we all need breaks. We all need leisure. Hopefully those realities are, you know, ultimately that, that heaven reality is that one that we want to, to contemplate and give ourselves. But a lot of times we, we can use it as an escape mechanism. I don't want to be here. And so I'm going to go somewhere else, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's social media or it's a sports game that we're watching or it's a soap opera, whatever it is, we're trying to get ourselves out of our present state and to avoid the suffering that we have. Um, and, and again, that doesn't mean we just have to sit in our suffering, but we have to monitor, okay, when I do that and then I return back to my real world, that's why there's that dissatisfaction, right? Because I've seen this happy world that has everything together and my life doesn't look like that. So I escape for a moment, but it's so fleeting because now I'm back and all I have that's left is not me handling my own world with a reality, like a heavenly reality that's true, but with one that was false that doesn't bring any joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like I talk about that a lot when I talk about kind of the emotional side of relationships. Like one of the lines I use all the time is, like you enter into your fake happy world when your real one isn't working out mm-hmm. and it just, yeah, it just leaves you feeling dissatisfied. And I think too, this really flows into our third way that social media steals our joy. It leads to isolation. Mm-hmm. Like very totally. much so. Yeah. No, I think um, we have this sense a particular America where we don't want to leave our homes. Like we want this entertainment. We want this happy world, but we don't want to risk anything. Right. So I want to partake in other people's lives but I don't actually want to like have people over and have to talk with them the whole time because I just want them here when I want them with me, right? Like I don't want a real relationship where I might have to deal with problems. I just want to hear how their vacation went, not how they're doing with their spouse, you know? And so we don't risk anything, but because of that, we ultimately are left by ourselves. We don't have a true, rich, meaningful relationship where we've actually gone through and struggled with people Instead, we've just we've just lived in these small pictures of the realities of this fake happy world. And it, it creates an illusion. Like it creates this illusion of like, oh, like yeah, I really know this person, and I'm really connected to them because I saw pictures of them and their wedding or their new baby, or maybe they're going through something. You know, like they had a car accident, and I've seen pictures of it. So it's like they you feel connected to this person, mm-hmm. but there's not like an actual connection with that person. <laughs> like yeah. it's you and a screen. It's not you and that person, even though you feel like there's a, a real relationship going on. There's, there's something actually happening there. I, um, I, I, I don't have to look up who exactly said this, but, um, a quote I love on this is social media provides an illusion of companionship without the demands of friendship or intimacy. Hmm. And I think that's something that's really easy to fall into. Um, is this illusion and then that leaves us ultimately dissatisfied because we can sense there's not anything really real going on here Um, and unless you really spend time with that person you're not going to really get to know them or get to be in relationship with them and and taken to an extreme social media is just a, a culture of use right like i'm just using you for that moment only when i see you and the things that are good in some cases in bad cases right and then I'm not actually there for you when it's hard. Like there, there's no discomfort. And that's what true relationship is. Like true family is not just good times together. It's, you know, our marriage is the things we've gone through that have been difficult or challenging or successes, you know, in the midst of um, difficulties, you know? Mm-hmm. And the same thing with friendships. Like that's, that's not true relationship is just the good moments. 
yeah, it's, it's showing up when you don't want to. It's mm-hmm. being there when it's not convenient. And those are things that social media don't necessarily require of you. Yeah. So, all right. Okay, so it's not all all bleak and bad. Although I think these are so important to recognize about social media and recognize that it's not the end-all, be-all. Like it, yeah. is, it's, it's a, it is a gift, as Pope Francis says, but it's it's a tool that we have to use responsibly. And when so, and Yeah, and when we're, sorry to cut you off, but when we're, we're using it, just to realize that, right? Because mm-hmm. we could, you, two people could use social media for the same amount of time every day and use it in vastly different ways that one would be very harmful and the other one wasn't, didn't. And it depends on your attitude and your vision for it, you know, and why you're using it and how you're using it. So it's not just how much do you use each day or how many times do you check your phone, which are, are indicators perhaps of addiction, but just those questions of why and how is it affecting me are so important for us to just sit back and ask rather than just opening that phone and scrolling mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm thinking right now, I mean, there's so many great ministries where they have like a director of social media. <laughs> like that's their yeah. job is to yeah. be on social media all day, but they're putting out good, true and beautiful content and they're, they're developing, you know, um, um, I don't know what the right business term is, but, um, things engagement. Yeah. Ways of engaging. Um, and they're strategizing and they're coming up with plans for how can we use social media for good and we'll get to that in the second half we It'll are, be great yes. but now it's time for our last season to hack and highlight hack and highlight yes and we're gonna see we might not do these again next season i don't, we don't know. know we'd love to hear your feedback yeah love to hear your feedback if these are helpful and fun or not so our hack today our catholic hack is to buy in bulk and there's a yeah, there's a couple ways you can do this, or a couple ways where this can be great. First of all, um, buying in bulk. So, for example, right when we graduated out of college, we there was a um, a Black Friday like flash sale at a Christian bookstore for this great book that we had read early on in our marriage called Love and Respect, and it was a doorbuster. And so I bought like 15 of them. Because they were five bucks each. Normally they're twenty five dollars each, and then we used those for wedding gifts for years. Yeah, it was great. We was usually really got something from the wet registry too, because it was yeah. Five or bucks. we got we had an icon that we bought in bulk too. I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had an icon that we bought in bulk. So we just uh, sometimes when you buy in bulk, you can get things cheaper. So if you know, like, gosh, I've got a slew of confirmations coming up because that's the season of life I'm in, mm-hmm. or I'm going to have a slew of baptisms or baby gifts. Sometimes when things are on great sale or when you can get, um, you know, something just, for example, like our book, Dating Detox, you can buy in bulk. Um, buy in bulk, it's cheaper, and I, then you can I like how out. you snuck that I in snuck there. I snuck that in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was off the top of my head, though. No, um, and, and, and two, like, one, it saves money, but I would say even, uh, and that can that's really important, the other thing that saves a lot is time. Yes. So for all the weddings that we went to, particularly early on in our marriage, there's just that moment of, oh, crud, I have to get a gift. And did I order something on time? And now I have to pay more for it because there's only so much on the registry. Or I've got to think of what to get at the store. And they didn't have what I thought. And so I had to look and spend, tw- you know, the, the amount of time you can spend on those things can be really paralyzing. Mm-hmm. And I think just uh, the your foresight to buy in bulk allowed us, when it got to those moments, to not just have that one more thing that could just send our, our day or you know, two or three days before just awry, that didn't happen because like just go and grab the two things. We're ready to go. It was, it was great. It was great. Yes. Yeah. And then the second way that we've used in bulk is I've bought um, 
a couple of things for our kids in, it's not quite bulk, but like, like I buy the whole series. So for example, Holy Heroes, um, they have a, um, audio drama of the lives of saints. Um, and I just, I bought all of them at once. So it was cheaper because I was buying all of them at once. And it was even like, it was at a conference and they had been damaged. So then she had to mark it down even further. It was the best thing ever, but I just kept them hidden up in my closet. And then when it was our kids feast day or their birthday or St. Nicholas, we just, I just had those CDs on hand and I could just drop them in the stocking or, you know, put them out for them for their whatever day it was that we were celebrating that was important. I always had something on hand that was, you know, faith-based for those special days in our church calendar. Um, so I did that with, yeah, with the CDs. And then also um, Ignatius Press has a uh, saint chapter book series on probably like 30 of them or something. And I bought all of them in bulk at once, saved some money on those each. And then same thing. Um, they go in the Easter basket. They go in the St. Nicholas stocking, whatever it is. So buying a book, that is our hack. Do it. Highlight. highlight. <laughs> Great. Our highlight is focuses SLS conference. SLS is a leadership summit. It is one of my favorite. I think it's my favorite event. Mm-hmm. I have helped in the planning more for several years. Yes, more than seek. I think it's more right up my alley. And I love SLS because it's a gathering of leaders. And once as as you understand the church more and more, you understand that leadership is so important for influencing every sector of, of our church and in just in our society as well. When we can build leaders, they can influence the culture. They can change the culture. And so I love this conference that we just decide, hey, let's go after this specific topic. And our SLS conference has come a long way. I think um, one really amazing thing that we have is our training, very specific training on training people how to do something, and then they turn around and train other people that same day. But this year, we're adding a lot more inspirational talks to the agenda as well. And so we're going to have this amazing dynamic of both really hands-on practical training and then awesome vision and inspiration. Um, it's going to be really incredible, and we're making a big push to have this conference be more, not just for college students, but also those who are in the parish, focus alumni. And so really, yeah, I encourage you all to check it out. SLS18.com has all the details, just an amazing lineup of speakers. It's going to be in Chicago, which is uh, very much closer to a lot of folks, especially in the Midwest. <laughs> it's in the middle of the country, not um, the corner. <laughs> yeah. And so hopefully it's easier to get to. And uh yeah, it, it, I think it'd just be a great blessing to people just to hear speakers and to, to be trained and feel like you're inspired and equipped to, to to live mission for the church. So, Yeah, and it's January 2nd through the 6th. That's correct. 2018, start 2018. your new year off right. We're just like three months out. Yeah, and Kevin, Kevin won't say this himself, but he will be one of the main stage. Is that the right way of saying it? Uh, concurrent, I think is the concurrent. correct okay. terminology. Uh, he'll be speaking to all the college students who are there. It's going to be rocking. It's going to be awesome. And I'm really yes. excited. Yes. And I will not be speaking at that conference, but I am there hanging out. So yeah. you can come meet us if you're at SLS. We would love to meet you. That's a great time. I love our focus conferences. All right. So Lisa, for the first half of the show, we looked at three ways social media can steal your joy. Now we're going to look at four ways social media can add to your joy. Do you want to give us our first way it can add to our joy yes first way social media can add to your joy is it can boost your mood let's just be honest there have been times where i know i have gotten on social media and you know i'm asking myself like what am i looking for <laughs> right yeah and like there is something that just 
either makes me laugh out loud, some some YouTube video or something that a friend puts up of them on their crazy adventure or or they've got their kids that are being hilarious um, or where I felt really encouraged by something that somebody posts. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, I just needed that right now. I just needed that encouragement. I needed that um, story that just kind of lifted my, my spirit up a little bit. So I, I think that in many ways, especially when it's, it's our, our family and our close friends, like we can, our, our mood can be boosted by, while it is a, not a authentic connection, there's still some level of connection that we yeah. can make through social media. And you remind us something outside yourself sometimes. Again, we talked about escaping from reality. That's how it can steal your joy. But there's a certain sense of escaping from reality to come back to reality with positivity, right? So a friend sharing a funny joke about her kids. Sometimes that's, oh, that was really helpful because I'm having a frustrating day with my kids. And I just look at them a whole different way when I come back to my reality that I'm in. You know, like that's a huge plus if we have that in our lives. I'm thinking of a friend lately that's just been telling really funny stories on social media. Like Big hair, Mary. Literally laugh out loud. This is like, I just can't wait to see another story because each one of them is fantastic. And it's just just a lot of family life and it's a lot of reality. And it's, hey, I went to the pool for the last day on Labor Day and they closed two hours early and I felt like I'm failure as a mom. And so we got ice cream cones and came back home and my husband was like, what's going on? You know? But she said it in a way that was hilarious. Way more funny than I said. Because she's hilarious. Yes. But yes. just things like that, like, oh yeah, I remember the joys of family life. And even when you mess up, like making the best of it, that just can change your, your, your attitude. You know, that's so important. Yes. So social media can boost your mood. Kevin, what's our second way social media can add to your joy? Our second one is how to connect with, is connecting with others. And I think uh, for me, you know, I have, I went to a school for two years in Virginia and a lot of those friends, there's just no way I can connect with them in a reasonable manner, right? I don't live by them. Uh, many of them I, I've, I have contact with, but I don't stay in close contact like call them all the time. And But social media allows me, oh, what are they up to? Oh, they're a lawyer now. Oh, that's really cool. That's what's going on in their lives. And and I, I still feel connected to those people and I can chime in at certain points and still carry on those friendships in ways that, you know, 40 years ago, boy, I just, I'm not going to see those people maybe at class reunion and I show up, you know, of a school I didn't graduate from. That'd be kind of weird. But like, it just helps that, that connected. Um, yeah. And so I think we, we know more about the world through social media. We know about more about our family. We know more about our communities. And uh, yeah, the connection is, is huge to help us know how to live. As long as it's not fake news. Yeah. As long as it's not <laughs> fake news. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I, I love how we can connect with family and friends. Yeah. Harder time connecting with the world via social media just because you never know what's real and not. Well, and sorry, really quick. But I think what's weird with world news sometimes, because sometimes I'm like, how much world news should I know? Like a, right. a, a human person shouldn't actually know about all these events. It's like too much bad news sometimes that like some guy in the 1800s didn't hear about every disaster at all every minute of the day. Like he just farmed. And every once in a while he'd be like, hey, the Titanic sunk. And you'd be like, that's terrible. But he wouldn't every day just be faced with every single natural disaster and famine and plague and presidential tweet like he wouldn't be given all those things to like ruin every moment you know he had enough yeah with farming but anyways it's just an aside how much can we actually take in mm-hmm. it might not be healthy for us to know all those things we're not supposed to exactly good so our we're going through four ways social media can add to your joy lisa what is our third way third way is that it's a place to spread the good mm-hmm. 
And I, I think that it, it, with what we post, it's a place where we can spread good into the world. And I, I think that's actually important. Sometimes we can be that agent that brings, you know, joy to somebody else that boosts their mood. Um, and it's also really important that when we're on social media, we recognize that like we actually have power to spread the good and we also have power to spread the negative. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's logarithms on Facebook and even on Twitter and even on Instagram, I just started noticing they'll, they're starting to put it used to just be chronological, whatever was posted. Oh, yep. And now you're starting to see posts that were from three days ago. If it got a lot of likes or it got a lot of attention, then all of a sudden it, it's moved to the top of my feed, which drives me nuts because like, I've already seen this. This is annoying. Like, And yep. now I'm confused. Is it their birthday today? Oh, no, it was four days ago. Drives me nuts. You're laughing at me. So, um, right. but I think right. we have it's to okay. recognize that there are like, I've heard over like a hundred touch points that, that social media uses to determine what information gets put to the top of your feed. So if you are watching some trashy video that comes up in your feed from somebody else, you, you might think that's not going to like affect anybody, but actually it's telling Facebook, Oh, you stopped to watch this. This is of interest. You like trashy videos. <laughs> well, and then it starts to rise it up into the top of other feeds because it's it's all about what gets attention if if you post something and it gets no attention and people just scroll past it three percent of your followers see it three percent of your friends or whatever see it on facebook specifically so they really do control what it is that we see and what's coming into our own feed and so we have to be a little bit proactive about what we're responding to and what we're reacting to knowing that our responses and our reactions, even if it's not something that somebody can see us visibly liking or commenting, it still affects the way uh, social media feeds are put together. So we want to make sure that we're spreading the good when it comes to that. Yeah. So we want to not increase the bad stuff, but also, yeah, we, we have an opportunity here to, to really spread the good. And um, it's similar to, I've heard the analogy before, to the printing presses from Father Mike Schmitz. And he would say, when the printing press came out, you couldn't just say, oh, well, these books I don't want to use them. Like people are going to make books. The question is, are they going to make good books or bad books on social media? It's not whether social media is a thing. It's a pretty significant thing. The question is, are we going to do good things or bad things? And we have the opportunity. We through, should do, yeah. Through we should it do, to spread the good. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Great. Last one. Last one. Increase or add to our joy is to share our faith. And this is a part of the good, but I think social media is a chance to, give things out about our Lord. Um, I'm not a big fan of necessarily religious conversations on social media. I like to do those in person, but I do think it's a good chance to be witnesses to our faith, to have quotes that are going to edify people, that's going to demonstrate who we are, uh, our character, um, how we react to situations. And I think all of that is is a part of how we carry ourselves on social media is all a part of, are we a great witness? And there's been so many times where I've seen people really detached from their character on social media where I go, what? I thought you were devoted to the faith. Why would you comment on that movie or that show or say that thing or use that language? And, and I think it's just a really chance. It, it says something about our character and just be aware of that. The people are watching and they, they know what we claim to be. And do we back that up on social media as well? Yeah. And I, yeah, I think we all can get into that argument of, you know, like, Oh, but should you like, you know, be out, you know, when has anybody ever been converted through social media? You know, like people love to use that line, like when things get heated on social media. Um, But I think Pope Francis has a great quote on this. He says, the digital highway is a street teeming with people who are often hurting, men and women looking for salvation or hope. Mm 
by means of the internet, the Christian message can reach to the ends of the earth. And that's so powerful to me because that's really, I mean, ultimately our call mm-hmm. as as Christians is to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. And and like the apostles, they didn't have social media to do what they did. So they would literally die trying to declare and 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 pronounce Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. Like yeah. they would die trying to get to the corners. And we can put up something in a matter of moments that can bring Jesus to the forefront of someone's mind. And it doesn't have to be in a preachy way. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. in a in your face, I'm trying to shove my faith down your throat kind of a way, but just by being that witness and living our lives in a way that is in line with the faith that we declare to live, I think is just a powerful way to be able to share. Yeah. And like you said, it's always most effective in person. We're all called to do that as well. But social media is just another tool. It's and another we should tool. we've yep. got to use it uh, for the faith as well. So it's really important that, that way. Great. Awesome. Well, those were our four ways that social media can add to our joy. It can boost your mood. It can connect you with others. It can spread the good. And you can share your faith as well. Lisa, do you want to give our how-to challenge for this episode? Yeah, so our how-to challenge is, I think, going to be a big challenge for quite a few people here. And all this that we're talking about, um, you know, being able to boost your mood and and those kinds of things, only works if you have good content coming into your feed. So if Mm -hmm. what you're getting is is negative, then that's the mindset that you're going to have when you get onto your feeds. So our challenge for this week is to delete or unfriend or however you want to do it, but to get at least three accounts out of your feed that never or rarely bring you joy Mm. for whatever reason that is. Maybe it's because it is something negative or maybe it's just because you just get really jealous of that person and it's just not healthy for you to see their feed all the time. And it just, it leaves you dissatisfied. So whatever that is. And if you're like, Oh gosh, but they're going to know and they're going to hate me. Um, okay, maybe, but there's a greater chance they're never going to notice. And you can also like hide people from your feed and they won't know that you've unfriended them or you can block them, you know, so they don't come into your Twitter feed and they don't know that you're no longer seeing their stuff. Mm -hmm. So figure out who are those three people that, that are the biggest catalysts to stealing your joy on social media and get them out of your feed. That's our challenge. That's fantastic. And boy, when we get to the end of a season, it's really nostalgic. Like it's so much fun to do the podcast, to be able to share our lives with you each week. And so as we wrap up the season, we're just really grateful. We're just so thankful for you for listening to our podcast, for sending questions, for getting emails, just getting feedback from people around the world um, on our podcast with great questions, great feedback, hacks and highlights, and just what a joy it is to be with you every single week. And so uh, as we close this episode and from our home to yours, we wish you a fantastic break and uh, just so grateful to be with you here. God bless. Be saints. It's worth it. Mm-hmm.